Welcome to today's episode of Truth Serum. We have a very interesting topic to explore today, and we have an interesting person to help us explore it as well. Our topic today is mental capital, emotional capital, and we are going to be exploring that in the diary of a Nigerian woman. Yes, the diary of a Nigerian woman. That's where we are going to be looking to find out what mental capital is, what emotional capital is, and what it means to the average Nigerian woman. So I promise you, we are going to have a packed session. And with me today is Olufunke Adieu. She's a certified behavioral consultant. She's also a management trainer. She's an experienced human resource professional and has very good experience in IT, media, and consulting. She is a faculty member with the Lagos Chamber of Commerce and Industry and the Chartered Institute of Personal Management here in Nigeria. She's a John Maxwell certified trainer and speaker as well. And she's currently the lead resource person at Olive and Pierce, a transformation and productivity company based here in Lagos, Nigeria. Funke, you are very welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Right. Thank you. So, Funke, tell us a bit about this behavioral consulting. You know, how has that been in Nigeria? What's it about and oh, what, what are you doing with it? Hmm. Oh, yes. Um, very interesting question. <laughs> I find that um, as far as behavioral models are concerned, I feel very drawn to the idea of a behavior and um, behavioral patterns. Mm -hmm. I find that is, is an interesting area of um, focus for me. Over the years, I see how I get very interested in understanding human behavior, what drives people, what motivates people, what pushes them to produce or otherwise. I'm just interested in the whole space, that space of understanding what drives human behavior. So for example, if I meet you for the first time, I would want to know what makes you tick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I get to dig deep, try to find the substance in human beings. And it's interesting to find that uh, in my line of work as a management um, trainer, there is absolutely no way that I would go into a training session. It doesn't matter what topic it is. I find ultimately that it boils down somehow to behaviors, you know, mindsets, uh, perceptions, just the whole idea of people's thinking patterns. So going back to your question, how it's... Um, works here in Nigeria, as far as behavioral models are concerned, it always comes down to behavioral models. It doesn't matter what topic it is I'm taking, what class it is, um, just the idea that people's mindsets can be a roadblock or yeah. a source of um, um, progress is a huge is a huge game changer any day, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree with you, actually. And that brings me to the topic, uh, today's topic, you know. Mm -hmm. So what are the benefits you feel mental capital can bestow on a Nigerian woman? That's a very interesting question. And it's very apt, really, considering the times that we are in Nigeria today. Mm. Um, so it's been a very, very difficult couple of past weeks in Nigeria. Mm. Hmm. The NSAS scenario, okay. the situation, yes, and all of the outcomes, all of the yes. results, all of the activities, all of the vandalism, all of all of that that came with it has hmm. taken a huge toll on the yes. average Nigerian, and I dare say, especially on the Nigerian woman. Mm. Uh, so we started the year with COVID-19, um, yes, March, did. April, thereabout. And then that alone really was huge in terms of its impact on mental health. 
Mm. So people were trying to figure out what it means to be locked down at home, mm. not yes. moving out of their homes. Uh, people were trying to understand what it means for their children to begin to learn from home and yeah. for mothers, for you know, women to, to facilitate all of that um, newness. Yeah. Again, it came to a time where employers felt, well, it's about time. We really need to get moving. Even though employees can't come to work, it means, yeah, you now have to work from home. Again, that came with its own impact and um, yeah. emotional turmoil. People were not sure what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, how were they going to navigate all of that? And then mm-hmm. combine that with schooling, school, school uh, checking on children's notes. It was yeah. huge. And so when you now see the Nigerian situation, especially in the last few weeks, like I mentioned the COVID-19, yeah. um, putting that on top of what has been on the ground with the COVID mm. situation, I, I dare say it's not been easy. Um, so you find that uh, people are finding ways to just encourage each other. If you're very mm. active on the social media, you see almost everybody putting out one sort of quotes or encouragement, or, you know, one after the other. The, the SARS protest led to the Nigerian military shooting at unarmed Nigerian youths. Um, so it's, 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 it's been difficult. I got a message in my LinkedIn um, box two days ago yeah. of um, a certain colleague responding to um, an article that I put out uh, last week or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just talking about just checking on people, how are they doing? In that article, I expressed the fact that as a Nigerian and having witnessed several protests in this country, um, really have I seen a scenario where people are united in their grief, Mm. you know, united in their disappointment and betrayal by Mm. government, you know. Um, So this person that responded to my post and said, absolutely, that the scenario, the situation just led Nigerians from one shock to another, one shock Mm. to another. Mm. And quite frankly, I don't think people have been able to uh, fully um, acknowledge uh, and or even appreciate how much damage this period is doing to their mental health. Um, so it's been huge for the woman. It's been harder uh, because, of course, we are homemakers. Uh, we just have to find some ways to balance, to navigate, and to make sense of it all. And shortly after the um, curfew, the initial curfew, um, in legal yes. states, um, I just decided to step out of the house, you know, just do some errands around my area for the house. And uh, believe me, I was unprepared for the degree of anxiety that grabbed, you know, uh, my, my, my mind. I, I, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, mm. It was as if I just I was seeing woodlooms all around the place. Um, I had to be watching that and looking whether my car was safe, where I parked it. Yeah, because if you recall, the, the, the vandalism and um, uh, what hoodlums did to Lagos as an yeah. aftermath of, you know, the, the shooting was huge. It was huge, it was yeah. huge, really. So I now said to myself, if I'm feeling this way, you know, my business place was not destroyed. Like I know some women have had, you know, to experience yeah. and their yeah. businesses being devastated. Uh, you know, I don't know any person closely who has um, lost his or her life. And I'm asking if I'm feeling this way. Mm. What is it like out there? Mm-hmm. So it's been huge. Definitely we need all of the... Um, mental wholeness, as it were, to 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 chart forward, to chart a viable path going forward. So absolutely, we need to be well. Uh, we need to 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 do well for ourselves in order to to make sense of life and living in Nigeria as it is today. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said, really. And yes, you know, in the wake of everything that has happened, right? Because we say that if we, there's a saying that if we do not learn from the things that have happened from our history, then we're doomed to continue to repeat it. Now, in looking for ways to ensure that we do get into this better tomorrow, into this better Nigeria that we are looking, we are all looking for, that we're all fighting for, that we're all united, you know, in thinking about, right? I want to look at the role that this mental capital plays for women, because like you said, we are home builders, yeah. right? Yes. Now, the looting that happened, this were by youths, not the entire youths, yes, but they were still by youths. Yes. Another segment of youths, you know, they yes. come out of homes, they didn't drop from the sky. They weren't brought in by an alien spaceship, um, yes. you know. They came out of homes and look at what happened to Lagos in the space of how many days? Yes. Is that not some kind of failure somewhere, even on the part of, I mean, we have the failure of our leadership, of yes. our community leaders and all of that, but let's even come back to the home as well. Yes. Right? What are we doing yes. wrong? What do we need to do differently? I'm saying that um, to a large extent, the average Nigeria is disenfranchised. True. The average Nigerian is almost like almost tired, if I can use that language, um, tired of fighting, tired of asking for basic infrastructure. And to that end, you would see why many of the older generation uh, sort of were intrigued at how these young persons who led this protest, how defiant they were. We, we, we sort of, you know, people in my generation and above, sort of, sort of just stood in wonder that who is this gen what is, is this generation about? The defiance, the courage, the boldness that they had to stay out there, you know, week in, week out, the resilience, it was huge. And we were hoping that it was a generation that we'll be waiting for. We were really hoping that this would be the change that we'll be that we've been looking for all of these years. So back to your question. Um, perhaps it's because the average Nigerian parent is tired and then would rather just hope for the best, particularly for those who were at the forefront of looting and then vandalizing. These are uh, children who perhaps don't have parents um, who watch over them anymore parents who are indigent themselves and are looking to just having the next meal. So having to parent is a tall order for them. Having to look after children, you know, is a tall order for them. To a large extent, they're a product of the Nigerian failure. This, this um, um, youths that have um, actually uh, carried out this degree of vandalism and destruction. 89 BRT buses in Lagos were burned down to the skeleton, to the bones, yes. And you would ask yourself, what kind of reasoning would bring this about? So the last couple of weeks has been very tough for Nigerians, for Lagosians, especially, especially because moving around in the metropolis has been tough. The BRT buses are not, they are not there. Yeah. <laughs> so people are not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes, people are stuck at, uh, at uh, bus stations, bus stops, and mm -hmm. just observing the photos in the news. I, I was mm -hmm. saying to myself, I am confident that part of the people that engaged in the destruction of these buses are now themselves stuck. At those yeah. bus stops, <laughs> if you understand yeah. what I mean. So yes, I it's, do. Yeah, I do. yes, it's about not thinking through consequences of actions, even yeah. when we are aggrieved and when we are really um, angry 
and we are enraged. It's, it's the idea that these children, these youths, didn't think properly about the consequences of what they were doing. They were just reacting to the failure of the government. That was what True. they were doing. True. Yeah. Now, again, that now um, brings us to another in interesting topic, really. I mean, not topic, but I mean, still talking about, about the same topic, but it brings us to an interesting point, right? They didn't think through. You know, for me, during since that period, right, I have been doing my best to coach my son. Mm -hmm. because I was thinking to myself that this is an opportunity for me to show to show him or help him see what it means to think through. Amazing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I took out of it. Because mm -hmm. on both sides, whether it's for the NSARS group or for this other um, segment of youths who weren't thinking when they were burning everything down and destroying things, that didn't even belong to government, things that belong to um, um, people, uh, people hardworking people in the community, you know. Um, when, for most parents, I don't know how many parents thought to themselves that this is an opportunity to engage my child. This is an opportunity mm. for me to coach them, to help them yes. understand what it means right? Mm. When you take a decision, to think through that decision, especially if it's a, de a decision where you are demanding for something, what are yes. the different scenarios that could happen? Mm. What do I do at this point? Mm. What do I do next after that? In other words, to take it to the very end, right? In thinking about it, to come up with your strategies, you know, at what point does this need to change from this to this yes. instead, you know, in response to whatever it is that is that is going on. Yes. Now, in that respect, I think we failed our children. Hmm. I think that there is no, we didn't leave a, a blueprint. Hmm. First and foremost, we are the generation that went quiet. Hmm. That True. anything goes, anything that happened, we kept quiet. We didn't do anything about it. True. We didn't. We, we don't speak up. True. You know, we conform. True. Right. So True. we did not leave. We are not good role models hmm. for them. Sure. So that is where I excuse them because they did not see role models that they can follow. They didn't even see a blueprint that they could follow to say, look, this is how we are going to do this thing. Yeah? It's true. It's true. But now, that being said, though, we all should learn from it. Yes. That this is an opportunity both for us to start engaging the youths yes. and from the home. It starts from the home. Yes. It starts from the home. And that is where, again, this mental and emotional capital and the, the Nigerian woman, this is where it comes in as well, because we, the women, are also home builders. Yes. What do the children see from us? How do we manage issues? How do we resolve issues? Because it's going to start from us. Yes, absolutely. So um, part of what I did during this period Interestingly, is close to what you described um, doing to your your son, just using that as an opportunity, as a real opportunity to drive home critical points as far as you know behaviors, consequences is, is concerned. Really, um, the dimension and the angle that I came from with respect to my, my daughter is just to say to her. Listen, <laughs> leadership is responsibility. Absolutely. Leadership is responsibility. And I did that by pointing our attention to some of the nuances, some of the um, actions and inactions that leadership uh, took or did not take during that period. You know, how were they, were they responsive? Um, did they take into consideration the changes that were evident in terms of the category or the type of audience that they were now dealing with? It's very easy for a government to imagine that this is how we've always um, reacted or responded to scenarios historically. But it is a wrong approach when you are leading, when you are in leadership. You have to speak to context. You have to yeah. analyze what is before you. 
what is driving this youth. You have to be able to identify that there's some difference with this youth and with the generations yeah. prior. And that being observed or that being said, you need to be able to chart a path. How are you willing to engage them? How differently are you going to engage them? You know, for, for, for to make sense and to make um, progress. So government said on the one part, uh, well, um, they have been trying to engage them. Uh, they realized that uh, the youth had no leadership. It was very difficult for them to engage them because there was no leadership. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yes, we hear you. Uh, yes, that's okay. But are there other options that could have been unnessed in order to engage them, considering the challenges or the roadblocks that leadership encountered? So really, I feel like leadership or politi- politicking or politicians in Nigeria would have to get to some point where they, in, where they um, adopt leadership principles with what they do, not just politicizing, not just playing politics. They need to be able to come to a place where they merge leadership with what it is that they do. So absolutely, I wish every mom, mother, I wish every woman would really see how important it is to capitalize on this wave you know, to, to 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 share critical lessons with their with their children, with the, with their words is really really important. We must find a way forward. We must find that ability in ourselves to say, okay, yes, this is where we are. We don't like where we are, but the question is, how do we move forward? Is 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 the question? That's the question, and we have to be willing to be open minded. Yes, to find out what the options are. All generations across board, these children have something to offer. The older generation have something to offer. Thinking consequences through, yes, the children didn't do that. That is where and how they need the older generation, perhaps, yes, to be able to um, give some sense of direction. They cannot do this thing by themselves, is what I think. We need each other. We need each other. All the generations across board. Yes. Yes, we do. We do need each other. That is true. Um, now, you know, even as they become leaders, these are young people. As they become, as they become leaders, right? Yes. At the end of the day, they can't give what they don't have. True. So, if we have started empowering them from home, for example, allowing them to make certain decisions. Yes. Our culture is one where I mean, the older person is always right. Yes. Right, and to a large extent. We do not engage our children. It's true. The other side of it are the new rich, who not that they engage their children, but they give them too much. That's the way. That's the engagement that they understand. You know, they give them all of both of these. Do not equip these young people to become leaders of tomorrow. Yes. Meanwhile, we like it or not, they are the future. Because we are not going to live forever. Nobody prays to bury their young. So our prayer is to live before them. Yes. Yet we have not equipped them yes. to take over. Mm. They are doing the best that they can with the little that they have. Yes. So it still comes down to us again. You know, um, for a, a, a parent, right, to be confident enough to allow a child to make their own decisions. Yes. Again, it requires a certain kind of thinking, a certain kind of mindset. Yes. One that is not steeped in tradition and one that is confident in oneself. And it's confident in what you have done with the child to this point. Yes. To be able to say, yeah, I trust you. You are going to be able to make this decision. And when you do to be, yeah, when something goes wrong after they make that decision as well, to be able to see that as a learning opportunity. Yes. To continue to coach. Because at the end of the day, what you have in your mind is the fact that this you're training this person to become a leader. Yes. All of us made mistakes in our own time. Yes. And it's amazing how a lot of us are guarding our kids so that they don't make any mistakes. Mm. Yes. How are they going to learn? Mm. Or if they make mistakes, we come down so hard on them as if it's the end of the world. Yes. How are they ever going to learn? And it's, you see, this thing about mental health. Yes. Because for a lot of us, we think that mental health is just, oh, this person is going crazy. 
Mental health is a whole lot more than that. Yes. Because we are talking about the health of the mind. Yes. We are talking about the health of the brain. In other words, my mm -hmm. cognitive function. Yes. How healthy is it? Yes. Now, if I am a fearful mother, mm. for example, right? Mm. That's what yes. I'll transfer to my child. Yes. The skill that child is going to learn is how to avoid things because he's he's he or he or I is afraid. Yes. So it is very important that I'm able to deal with it. If I'm an anxious mother, I would transfer. That's the condition and I'll give my child. Yes. If I am shy and introvert, it's going to be difficult for my child to be better than that. Yes. And this brings us back to this issue of mental capital and the Nigerian woman. Yes. Whenever I speak about emotional intelligence or I teach about emotional intelligence, there is something I challenge my audience to do with respect to quests. I call it EQ quest, meaning that there are things to aspire to, you know, there are capabilities and competences to aspire to. So for example, just um, like you say, some parents just want to groom their own children based on avoidance, uh, you know, from that perspective, trying to have their children avoid things that they were exposed to growing up. So I think Parenting or being a woman that is really, really whole in terms of our mental capacity means that you are able to analyze yourself aware. Yeah. You know what your strengths are and you know what your areas of improvement are. You know what your personality or your behavioral patterns are. So with the example that you gave, if somebody is shy as a parent, chances are that in terms of grooming or raising a child, those tendencies will be passed on to that child in terms of just the, the, the behavior, the things that she does, being too cautious, you know, being too withdrawn and all of that. So I feel not speaking up, not speaking up, you know, not being able to um, voice their opinion or have an opinion in the first instance. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of learning that needs to be done. And is a way is a place where I have problems with people or women in particular who feel that they can just achieve their parenting objectives if they ever have any, just by living in a house under the same roof with the child. I say mm. no to that. It doesn't just happen like that, you know. So areas of growth would be, okay, I intend to raise um, a confident child. I particularly am mm. not a confident person. So instantly you, are, you realize that that is an area of growth, that you need exactly. to grow in that particular area. So what mm. I would expect a woman to do is to expose herself to learning, you know, to to knowledge sessions. But mm -hmm. sadly, I find that the, the, the average Nigerian woman, uh, hopefully that is changing. Uh, like if I observe my particular space, I see that that is changing. Uh, I find that the average Nigerian woman is more given to ensuring that every weekend is booked for social events. You know, yeah. as opposed to finding time, okay, where is this session where I can learn how to improve on my emotional quotient, on my mental capabilities, on all of those essentials that actually help in parenting or driving um, home viable life lessons. We don't have it all. All of us, we don't have it all. We see that. Um, we all have areas of improvement. But for somebody who is not self-aware, goodness, that person doesn't even know that there's anything I miss. So for them, what it means to parents is that they have um, money, the resources mm -hmm. to send the child to school, to um, perhaps have had or some other, you know, Western education. And then that is all. Uh, but is that enough? Is what we're saying. Is that really enough? 
Uh, so there's a lot of intentionality is what I'm trying to say here. Um, Self-awareness, see that mm, I need help in this area. How can I get this help? Where can I get this help from? from? You know, I see that I'm somebody given to control. A, a parent or a mother that is given to control will not allow independence, will not allow a child to be independent because she would always want to control the decision-making, always want to control the actions of the child without allowing the child to make his own mistakes and to correct action, you know, and to follow a learning path as it were. Um, I just feel like there's lots of learning that we need to do and we need to open more, uh, we need to be more open to learning because really, evidently, as we see going on around us, we're not doing a good job with parenting. It's what, it's what it is. We're not doing a good job. Yeah. Parenting. Yeah. 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 A child who sees um, his parents manage their anger yes. learns how to manage his own anger. Amazing, true. You know, so it will start from the home. It's true. What we see outside that we say we do not like, we all need to look at ourselves again. Mm. We true. all need to look at ourselves again. Yeah, because if we say we, I mean, a situation where most of the most of the um, parenting um, responsibility is left to teachers. It's true. Because parents are at work most of the time. It's true. Some don't even go to PTAs. They don't go to PTA mm. meetings. They can't. Sometimes it's a nanny who goes on mm. behalf of the parent. Wow. You know, the parents go out to work first thing in the morning, come back later at night. It's true. Right? At the end of the day, who is the child going to model? It's true. And then we turn around and we look at what we made and we are wondering how did this happen? But what we are saying is for us to even start making a difference, like you said, it's a self-awareness that has to kick in. And then we have to open up conversations around this. Yes. We have to open, we have to get the conversation going, you know, that what can we do? What can we do? The, sa the same way that we don't just abandon our children just because they've grown older. We continue to guide until the day we exit this earth. You know, it's the same way we have to, we need to continue to guide our youths. It's something that we just need to continue to appeal to people, to women out there, that it is so important that a woman is in control of the skills or is able to, and is able to find help. Yes. You know, where she needs it. Yes. And when we come to this issue of help, you know, because I think you've, you, you've already started talking about it, how does a woman even ensure that she gets that help? How does she put herself on the straight and narrow concerning growth in this area? Um, I think this is very important because without being able to grow, um, there's really little or, you know, much that we can do where seeing obvious change is concerned mm -hmm. you know so i think it starts with that again awareness that i need help and there's help really the fact that you are even on this platform driving this kind of conversation is proof that there are people out there who are willing to um, help people to improve capacity and to grow their capabilities. I feel like we need to be more um, intentional in looking for um, solutions as opposed to just being docile, you know, and saying, yes, things will just flow. Uh, whatever will be, will be, you know. And, and again, it's very important for us to just have that growth mindset as opposed to having fixed mindsets. Because I see largely, even just looking around, that part of where we are as a nation is because we're so fixated on, you know, to a large extent, we're even fixated on the past, not even in the present. 
You know, mm. it's as if you are locked somewhere in history um, in terms of mindset, the political class, you know, the elites, elite, mm -hmm. and in the general populace, as if we're just locked in, in the past. So that idea of growth, and that is the reason why um, the concept of a growth mindset is so um, at the core of my being. Um, it's so, it's, I really treasure that idea. I find yeah. that growth is the only way that we can can we can make sense of life and living uh, being curious what is out there what else can i learn i tell people in my audiences when i'm taking uh, corporate classes and i'm like if you're in a business and you have leadership within that business who for example they're the last to learn that there's a new entrant in your industry they're the last to, to, to learn that there's a new technology in your industry. They're the last to always know that there's some shifts going on in the industry. Then there's a huge problem. You need to, to reappraise the um, curiosity quotient of your leadership yeah. team. So we need yeah. to improve our curiosity quotient. It's the only way that we can grow. You know. Yeah. Um, so when we say uh, I'm, I'm enough, or what I have is enough, then you don't stretch. You don't want to learn new things and learning agility is important you know yes, it is. for 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 the for the modern person male or female because of the rate of change that is going on in our world today part of that has to do with the demographic that we are seeing right now that are completely different in their mindset if you're if somebody is already attuned to uh, learning about okay demographics for instance you would know you would already know then you're dealing with a different set of youths, not with Absolutely. Generation X, not with yeah. Generation Y or whatever. They're different, you know. So we need to keep learning. We need to keep growing. Uh, we need to also to be able to say we need help. The problem asking for help, I find, is that some for some category of women, I dare say, is that some of them have gotten to a stage where they feel that they can't, uh, there's there's nobody to learn from anymore. Um, so they are the kind of people that they are mentoring every other person, <laughs> you know. There's nobody talking or even speaking to their own lives. I feel like for the category of persons or women, it's important to like identify groups um, of maybe friends um, you can touch base with, you know, that you can discuss issues with. People can identify deficiencies in your life. You know, you can point out deficiencies. You can give you feedback, okay? Because learning agility is all about getting feedback and improving, improving yes. based on, you yeah. know, so you can, you can have a close friend, a family friend, you know, just yeah. ask them to give you feedback on whatever it is, maybe family life, parenting, your work, your career. It, it will go a long way. It will go a long way. Yes, it will. Yes, yeah. it will. It will. And I find that so interesting because, again, for a woman to be able to reach out and say, um, help me, self-esteem issues come in here because it, it, one self-esteem must be healthy. Do you understand? For someone to be able to be able to say, admit that, you know, I'm not, I need some help in this area. Yes. So you find the issue of self-esteem yeah. kicking in yes. because it takes yes. self-awareness, yes, and then self-esteem. Yeah. You know, so I'm not bothered about what you're what you're going to think about me or anything. You know, that's not even it, it's not an issue. But when you have a situation that for a lot of people that is an issue, you can see where the problem would come in. Now, I want to read out a list of mental and emotional resources that we all have. Now, whether we're using them or not using them is another matter. But you know, these are the mental and emotional resources that we all have, and these okay. are the things that make up our mental capital. Self-efficacy, self-esteem, self-awareness, self-regulation, self-motivation, relational agility, trust, flexibility, efficiency at learning, optimism and hope, beliefs, our memories, empathy, assertiveness, resilience. You know, all of these things, right? Even assumptions, once assumptions, right? All of these yeah. things come together to make up our mental capital. So going by this list, which ones would you say 
a woman needs the most, like every month, <laughs> just like <laughs> where you can't leave your, your house without wearing your clothes. Like <laughs> this one, she would say that there's no way a woman would not use this throughout the month. Which ones would you say are most important? Well, quite frankly, I feel like all of them are important. And for me, I feel like no day, no two days are the same, you know. So you would imagine that no one month will ever be the same. So to a large extent, I feel like it would have to do with what a woman is going through in a particular mm. moment or phase mm. or period. It could be you know, over a period of a month or over a period of six months. It would depend on what the experience is, what that person is experiences, experiencing, I beg your pardon, per time. You know, mm. so here again, it comes to being able to step back and say, what are the shortfalls I'm having? Where are the areas? Mm. Because, for instance, a woman can be a high flyer in a career and she could come to terms with the idea that, oh my goodness, I'm not so much a, of a good wife. Yes. Mm. Or I'm not so much of a, of a good mother right now. Um, maybe, you know, like some imbalance has been going on. So I feel like we have to be in that state of constant appraisal of saying, okay, where are my shortfalls? Perhaps maybe some other areas are needed certain level of commitment or um, or focus. So when we do give focus to certain areas of our lives, you realize that certain other areas or areas may suffer. Okay. Yeah. So month in, month out, it really does depend on what area, okay, the need is. Once you realize what area the need is, you are able to deploy your mental resources to that area. I speak again concerning what is going on in Nigeria today. So we find that, you know, many people are needing to just breathe, to just breathe. I feel like it's okay for us to acknowledge that we feel really horrible right now. <laughs> we feel really bad. Uh, we feel really pained and we are emotionally drained. It's okay to acknowledge that. I think, I think it, it, it all starts from there. Acknowledge how you're feeling. Don't pretend mm -hmm. that you're not feeling disappointed in government, that you don't mm -hmm. feel betrayed you know, in, in, by government. Acknowledge mm -hmm. it. Soak it all in. Take it in. You know, acknowledge it. If it's possible, name it. There's something we call in emotional intelligence. We call it name it, to tame it. Mm -hmm. So identifying an emotion and giving it a name has some very interesting power, you know, to for you to tame it and to control it. Because we all need our sanity is what it is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only to just um, to just restore ourselves and to um, to sustain ourselves, but we need it for, for tomorrow. We need mental capacity and agility for tomorrow. We need to be okay. Otherwise, we cannot generate the quality of ideas that it would take for this session to move forward. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And on, on my side, I would say that for this for this season, right, things like beliefs, things like self-awareness, right, things like self-esteem, you know, I would say um, I would say those are things that right now it's not even possible to leave your home without them. Beliefs in the sense that what do we believe is possible after now? What do, for a lot of people, the level of emotional um, drain, in quotes, that they feel, I think that it is possible to relate it also to the belief system, to the belief that's in place. Because for me, it, at first it was thinking to myself, will things ever change? And then I had to catch myself and start saying, the change has started. This is the change. Did you ever think that youths could rise up and be this way? So this is the change. It's starting now. And I had to work on myself and, you know, watch my beliefs. And I think for a lot of us, that is something that is going to come into play, whether it's the belief about government as well. Now, again, should we be asking ourselves, are we throw, should we throw the baby away with the bathwater? What is good that we can keep? 
what is completely wrong that we can throw away because we can also respond so aggressively and think that we should throw the baby out with the bathwater, which may not be so. For example, as much as um, Lagos State Government may, they've, they've, yeah, they could have done a lot of things differently and maybe some things would be different. It wouldn't happen the way it did. Yeah, you know, yes, maybe. I also want to give it to them at the way they um, have also tried to put back some level of normalcy. Because honestly, if, not, if some level of normalcy was not restored, I do not know what would become of all of us. So in that respect, I want to say that, yeah, I mean, um, one has to acknowledge what is good, what is working, in the same way one is also acknowledging the, the bits that are not working as well. And our beliefs, because our beliefs about how bad government is should not completely overshadow if there is one good thing that has come out of government, you know, and I, I don't want anybody to misunderstand me here, but I'm just saying that that say that um, is it adage I'll call it or proverb that you know you don't throw the baby out with the bath with the bathwater is also the beginning of leadership, being able to recognize what is good and what isn't, because in Nigeria to date, our we don't have proper systems in place because. Uh, um, um, the system is always about the person. You know, the institution, I mean, is always about the person instead of being proper institutions. And that is a challenge for us today. But you see, we will start from here in the sense that if you do not, if you are not in a position where you can identify what is good and what is bad, one will be doomed to follow in the footsteps of those who have not allowed these um, institutions to survive as well. That's why it's very, very important that we also look at the issue of our beliefs. One is able to stand back and ask oneself, you know, what's my belief here and how is it playing out? How is it really serving me at this, um, at this point in time? Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. I agree that our belief systems are like operating systems, if you like. Um, our behaviors, our behavioral patterns, our mindsets is largely a function of our belief systems. It's, it's the bedrock of everything. And part of the reason why speaking to the issues of mental wholeness and um, cap capital is important is because we want to con constantly challenge our belief systems is what it is. We want to actively engage our belief systems, challenge them where they need to be challenged, you know, stretch them where they need to be stretched. And again, I love the um, idea and the concept you, you referred to about acknowledging what is good in governance. And quite frankly, um, the governor did speak to the idea of actively engaging the youths from the get-go, from, I mean, early on. And we all can attest to that. And it was quite commendable. The way and manner in which they engaged them re really early in the game was quite commendable. I wish, mm -hmm. though, that they continued, or they, they start, you know, they chose to hold out a little bit much longer. Or perhaps, you know, again, we cannot overflow that. But this is the crux. That beliefs are strong. We need to keep working on them to make sure that we do not self-destruct by reason of what we believe. Exactly. So for instance, now I could say, oh yes, I feel this way, but I would not allow myself to remain in this state for long. Again, like I mentioned, with optimism and hope, it's the only thing that can push us to a place of creativity in terms of devising new ways to engage government, and new ways to governize for action, it's the only way. If we stay down with that belief system, it's what would lead this use to destruction. The idea that they believe strongly that government will never change. Mm. Government has been this way for ages since their grandfathers, the Nigerians, mm. you know. Mm. So the only thing they could do was to destroy. Mm. It was almost mm. like an autopilot thing. Yeah. Opportunity, yeah. and they went for it, you know. But... Mm. 
somebody who is emotionally intelligent, who has um, who is um, healthy in terms of a of a mental capital, will pause, isn't it? Will yes. pause yes. and say, "How do I act in a way that is progressive? How do I engage in a way that makes sense?" Again, we find that Lagos is down. Buses, people, bus, bus stations, that but people destroyed public property. Is what it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we need to uh, get not just uh, hopes up, optimism. We need to be able to sit down and say, okay, what and what can we do differently going forward? And again, this speaks to family. We'll start with the family and then we'll push forward beyond. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much, um, Funke. Um, it's been really interesting having this discussion with you, and I sincerely hope that when we call on you next time, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be willing to join us again. Absolutely. Thank you. This topic further. Yeah? Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank so you. So quickly, yeah, in rounding up, what would you say to um, women out there in this season? Just, you know, quickly. Okay, um, women should not be despondent. Mm -hmm. um, they should, again, I've mentioned before, be optimistic, be hopeful. They need all the energy that they can get in order to drive or to thrive um, in their homes, in their careers, um, in the nation as a whole. So please, you know, find ways, creative ways to become optimistic and to be hopeful is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you all very much for joining us today on an, on this episode of Truth Serum. Now our discussion on mental and emotional capital, the diaries of a Nigerian woman is ongoing. And I really hope that you will let us have your comments and your observations. And by the way, if you want to be on this program, you think you've got something to say, please just let me know. I mean, we would love to have your perspective on this issue. So from me, as I say goodbye, I'd like to say mental health is a lot more than just somebody being ill. It's about well-being. It's about being able to carry out the things we need to do on a daily basis, being able to do those things properly. Because you see, if your belief systems are warped, it will be difficult to work. If you're if you're um, you're not an optimistic person, not only are you going to transfer it to your child, but you'll transfer it to your team at work. If you are somebody who is not self-confident, you know, I mean, your self-esteem is low. This is an opportunity for growth. And for all of you out there, I'd like to say, for this week, let's practice self-awareness. Where are the areas that you could be doing something differently? You know, the only way we can make the most out of any situation is to use that situation to grow. And I want to appeal to all of us, even as we pass through this painful season, that we should ensure that at the end of it, it leaves us stronger and better than it met us. That's the best that we can do. And by the way, that is what we owe our children. So thank you all and have a very good week.